0: On this NBA draft eve, there is a lot of hope in Sacramento, but also a lot of fear. How can there not be? The Sacramento Kings are notorious for screwing up draft decisions, and with this major decision, what the Kings should do with the fourth overall pick, trade the pick, draft a player, It's almost ingrained into Sacramento Kings fans that somehow, some way, the Sacramento Kings will get it wrong and screw it up. But will Monty McNair in this front office be different? He has a good draft track record so far, but this is the biggest decision he has had to make, and it's not even close on today's locked on kings podcast i'm going to be joined by a panel of sacramento media members we're going to discuss how we're feeling the optimism or the uh the confidence that we have in the sacramento kings to make the right decision and we'll debate what the right decision is it's all on today's episode of the locked on kings podcast
1: you are locked on kings your daily sacramento kings podcast part of the locked
2: on podcast network your team every day and now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time—time time for another episode of Locked On Kings.
0: Hello and welcome into Locked On Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and, of course, all off season. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I'm a sports producer and a reporter at ABC 10 News in Sacramento. And I can't wait for the draft, even if the Kings somehow find a way to screw it up. I cannot wait for the draft. Yes, unfortunately, the draft is like the NBA Finals here in Sacramento. And I'm hoping the Kings will be in a position next year to where maybe we don't care about the draft too much. But whatever happens next season, it's really all going to come back to what the Sacramento Kings do tomorrow night. There is tremendous pressure on Monty McNair. We've had a lot of fun over the last month uh, debating and discussing what route the Kings should go. Jaden Ivey versus Keegan Murray versus trading up versus trading down versus trading out. Very good arguments made for all sides. Ultimately, we get to enjoy those arguments knowing that we feel like we're right, but we don't have to be right. Monty McNair, he has to be Right. Maybe even his job is on the line, depending upon how this decision goes, although I don't think it should be that dramatic, at least me personally. But enough of just me talking. You've heard me talk a lot over the last month, so I figure the best way for us to wrap up Locked On Kings before the draft is to have a panel of Sacramento media members on to have our final discussion. Damian Barling from ESPN 1320. I have Chris Watkins from the Return of the Roar podcast. Bryant West, the draft expert at Kings Herald. All four of us, we're going to discuss how we're feeling about the Kings going into this draft, our confidence in Monty McNair in this front office to make the right decision. Talk about Jaden Ivey, talk about Keegan Murray, talk about moving up or moving down. I really hope you enjoy, and I want you to chime in. Make sure you're getting involved in this conversation. You can do so on Twitter at Matt George You can email me, Matt George Sports at gmail.com. Or, of course, if you're watching on YouTube, leave your comments down in the comment section down below. But for right now, please enjoy this Sacramento Media Roundtable right here on Locked on Kings. Tomorrow's the NBA draft. We still have no idea what the Sacramento Kings are going to do, but we all have opinions on what the Sacramento Kings should do. And here on another one of these Locked on Kings Sacramento Media Roundtables, I'm joined by three amazing guests. The first below me, if you're watching on YouTube, ESPN's uh, D-Lo from D-Lo and KC. Uh, Damian Barling joins me to his right. Chris Watkins from the Return of the Roar podcast. And then just next to me above Chris is the Keegan Murray hater himself, Bryant West from Kings Herald. Now, Bryant does a phenomenal job covering the Sacramento Kings and covering uh, just Kings draft season, but the NBA draft in general over at the Kings Herald. Uh, and and I'm excited to talk to all three of these guys to kind of get an idea, not just of what we think the Sacramento Kings are going to do or what they should do, uh, but whether or not this team is in a position yet to really do what they need to do uh, in order for this team to be successful. And that's kind of where I'm going to start. I'm going to start with you, uh, Chris, the, Vibe around the Sacramento Kings around draft time is always, hey, this team is going to find some way to screw it up, right? They're they're, going to mess this up in some way, shape, or form. However, Monty McNair, his first two drafts so far, have have gone relatively well in Tyrese Halliburton uh, and Davion Mitchell. So where are you at with the expectation uh, for Monty McNair and and the Kings making either another mistake in this draft or finally consistently starting to get the draft right.
2: Yeah, Matt, thanks for having me on. Uh us all on, I guess. I'm going to say thank you for everybody. But um it feels like Yeah, person. I feel like yeah. I've seen
1: before I can't <laughs> put my finger on it.
2: David's always got to peel the curtain back. <laughs> <laughs> I would uh I would say that the vibe is uh confused and unsure right now um i think a lot of people are trying to figure out what exactly it is that's going to happen on thursday uh there's been so many swirling rumors of uh will the kings move down as far as like 10 11 um could they potentially uh move for a player without moving the number four pick i think that there's a lot of chance for this team to look uh, a whole lot different after thursday um but really, I think overall, it's just uh, nobody is really sure what to expect. I think, you know, you, you kind of highlighted earlier, there's a lot of people who are on Team Murray. There's a lot of people who are on Team Ivy. Uh, and there's no real clear direction on on which, which way the Kings are leaning. And I think uh, that's caused a lot of people to have a lot of anxiety, uh, a lot of fear on the possibilities that can happen. And uh, just kind of overall, overall, I mean, I guess it all leads to excitement for what's going to happen uh, on Thursday, but uh, just it's, it's a little unsettling just with the history of the team, uh, knowing that things typically don't go well um, and uh, not knowing what's going to happen. Uh, I think is just, is, is leaving me a little bit uneasy, but I think come tomorrow uh, I'll probably be able to talk myself in anything they do, but um, still, still very unsure about that.
0: D'Lo speaking about that, that kind of unsettling feeling that Kings fans have around the draft, even with Monty's recent success, what do you think Monty has to do to, is it even possible uh, that he can remove that expectation or that reputation that the Sacramento Kings have for botching drafts or messing up drafts, even though his track record to this point is actually pretty clean?
1: Yeah, sure he can. I mean, yeah, his, certainly his track record is clean, but I think all four of us know this this draft is extremely important. This stretch of time is extremely important, headed from the draft into free agency. Like, the Sacramento Kings have to get better. Like, we have a saying on Delo and KC, 17 becomes 20. Because you're probably not missing the playoffs for a 17th straight year without missing it for an 18th, 19th, and 20th. Because if you miss the playoffs this year, it probably means something went really, really wrong, and I no one's gonna. I he he can he can shed that. Like you 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 want to be able to hit on that number four pick, or you want to be able to bring back the perfect combination of veterans or perfect combination of veterans and rookie scale contracts or or you know whatever version of the various different reports are out there but he 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 can shed that reputation for sure absolutely
0: bryant Looking at how the Kings have, I mean, they they lucked into, for lack of a better term, the ping pong balls were on their side. Suddenly, they go from a position at seven to a position at four. Now, where it's a coveted spot, a lot of people consider this a four man draft. A lot of people consider it just a three man draft. Kind of a two part question here. One, where do you can do you think it's more of a four guide uh, four player draft or, or still just a three player draft in your mind? And number two, how do you think? And I'll open this up to the, the three of you guys. How do you feel that Monty has manage the asset or the assets leverage to this point? Do you think he's doing the right thing? And and based off what we understand from reports, making this pick available and, and putting the asking price that he has on it, or do you think maybe he's shown his cards too much? Would you do something differently?
3: Well, first off, I think it's both A three-person draft and a four-person draft for the Sacramento Kings, and that's weird to say, but the reasoning is is that the first three guys who are likely to go in this class, and I'm talking about Jabari Smith Jr., Chet Holmgren, and Paula Bancaro, all fit a positional need for the Sacramento Kings and a talent and fit need. Um, But assuming that those three are the first three to go, to me, Jaden Ivey absolutely is in that same conversation in terms of talent. He's not so much in terms of clear two-way fit, which I think is, you know, half the reason that we're having this discussion. In terms of how Monty's handled this, I was kind of a little disappointed that the Kings hadn't started making all these smoke screens earlier, but... What's coming out in the last couple of days has just convinced me of two things. One, Monty is really working the crowd, so to speak, of all the general managers out there in terms of, you know, uh, ESPN made it clear that the Kings view this as a top four draft, which is exactly what I'd want them to do. If you, even if Monty McNair is sitting there thinking, "Hey, the guy I want isn't one of those top four guys." Go out there and pretend that anyway. Make every team think that you are going to take Jaden Ivey or whichever one of the other three guys falls to number four. And if they want to change your mind, hey, they got to put their best offers on the table and convince you. Um, So I've fully applauded what Monty McNair has been putting out there. Now, I have no idea what they're going to do. I think there's been so many smoke screens in the last couple of days, so many conflicting reports from good reporters who I trust that I don't think that going into Thursday with any semblance of of confidence in what the Kings will do is really going to be healthy for any of us. But I will say this as somebody who is very clearly, uh, I think that this is a four-person draft. I think that the easy thing for the Kings to do is just take whichever one of those four guys is there. But... Unlike the last time the Sacramento Kings were sitting here with a top four pick, I'm not going into this with a huge amount of anxiety. The Kings ain't going to airball this like they did last time. They're going to come away with somebody who improves this team, who who fits this squad and makes them better in the long run, and I think can impact the playoff uh, mandate moving forward.
1: I think the reason you're reading, we're all reading so many conflicting reports is because so many people are guessing. Like, And that's not a knock on what they're doing. They're taking bits and pieces of information. Like if you read Bleacher Report this morning, uh, ghost written by Matt George, you know, they were talking about. <laughs> <leaning towards laughs> Murray. But if you open ESPN, you read that they're leaning towards Jaden and Ivy. Like everybody's kind of guessing. The one thing. Yeah. Uh, Bryant just kind of alluded to there that I actually believe is accurate. We talk about what Monty's putting out there. I don't think Monty's putting anything out there. One notable exception. That Woj report from game before before the NBA finals, I'm very confident that came from from Monty McNair because it was simple. We're happy to take Jay Ivey. He's a hell of a ball player. You want him, come get him, bring a checkbook. It's going to cost you. I think that's the only thing for Monty McNair that is really out there is that if you want the number four pick, you can come get him. Because if you don't woo us, Jay Ivey is going to be a Sacramento King and we're perfectly okay with that.
2: Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I think uh, I completely agree with what Brian said and Damian right there. But uh, Brian specifically, I mean, I completely agree that it's probably if if you had to ask me a three and a half person draft, I do feel like the top three. Um, are pretty clearly the top three uh, in terms of superstar potential. I think jay Ivey has that superstar potential, which is where he kind of fits in the half, but um, I'm just a little more confident that he'll probably fall into that lower tier, the... Uh, De'Aaron Fox tier, the, uh, you know, I think Shea Gildress Alexander is kind of in that tier right now. I think that's kind of the ceiling that I would more project Ivy to be in. Um, But yet, you know, I would, I would gladly take that at the number four spot. Um, And again, to echo Brian, I I would also say that um, I I really wish Monty probably would have started this whole smokescreen process a couple weeks earlier and, you know, probably should have from the jump uh, said that Jaden Ivy was our guy and You know, again, like like Davia just said, I think um, that Woe's report about we're totally fine taking Ivy at four, and if you want them, send us everything you got, and uh, we'll take the offers from there. I think that's the best position for the Kings to be in. I think um, I'm happy that they're heading into Thursday with their pick still. I think uh, there's a good chance that we might see some surprise uh, on Thursday afternoon where there's potential that you know we we've been locking these three guys in the top three for for a couple months now and who knows if if maybe there's real concern with the top three about i am less like likely that it's going to be chet holmgren but uh possibly paulo bancaro
1: oh man Um, i'd be so concerned about paulo bancaro like yeah oh man (laughs) should just really they should should definitely
2: fall the four
1: they should really think this through Mm -hmm. and i mean i you know Duke, like, we know what failures that, like, yeah. I, I really, <laughs> to really just think we'll take that problem off just, of their hands. Just, yeah, just think about this before doing anything crazy. Like, Jaden Ivey's a start. You can draft Jaden Ivey, maybe Oklahoma City. Put Jaden Ivey on Oklahoma City. Uh, That's Houston, true. you go with Chet Holmgren. We'll deal with this Palo Bancaro mess here in Sacramento. Yeah. And, 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 mm-hmm. and, and we'll, we'll, don't worry, guys. We'll We'll take care of it. Yeah. I, I want to echo something that Chris
3: just said there because while I feel it's a three-person draft for the Kings in terms of getting a player of both talent and need, it's definitely possible that any team – and I'm kind of looking at Oklahoma City because I think that they have the most blank slate of them – is going to be like, no, nah, Jaden Ivey is absolutely yeah. a better player than you know whichever other, other two guys fall. So there's definitely a possibility that – it's not Jaden Ivey versus Keegan Murray when we get to four on Thursday. Honestly, like just looking at a blank slate, like if I started a, a new franchise tomorrow, it would be somewhat hard to rank those four. It, Cause like whichever one of them is four, I feel like it's kind of an insult. That's how I'm, I'm approaching this anyway. For the Kings, it's more clear.
0: So when Orlando takes Keegan Murray number one overall, I expect <laughs> written apologies. And I no, I'm, I'm playing. But I, I so I think this this speaks to what I've kind of said all along, and I think all of us feel this way. Like if if somehow OKC or anybody takes Jaden Ivey or, or somehow one of those top three slide, as much as we even if Jaden Ivey and Keegan Murray are both still on the board, is it okay? The Kings have to take that player. Thank you very much. It's an easy decision at that point. Or do you still think Monty really thinks about it?
1: oh i think it's easy
0: yeah it's very yeah, I think easy I think it's
3: easy
1: yeah, it's especially i mean chet's the one who i haven't really wrapped my arms around yet it's just like there there's it's some, not hard to that's i think that's what <laughs> makes me nervous I, I i think that's what makes me uncomfortable um but i love palo Bancaro, man like that dude is you know you you read it everywhere we dove into his film like we d- did we did it. We're we're on the same timeline, I guess, as Bryant West. As we dove into all of these films at the same time, and man, we we were just exchanging our love for Ballo Bancaro through social media. Like he's, you you read all the time. Oh, he's going to compete for Rookie of the Year. Yeah, because because he's going to make an immediate. Like I don't want to say he's going to make an immediate impact on the on on the Rockets or, or the Oklahoma City Thunder. But you're going to see him right away. The team who could perhaps have the, the the biggest impact in terms of winning is Sacramento, and that has more to do with the way the Sacramento Kings are constructed versus the other two. But yeah, that's that's a that's an easy picket for should something crazy happen.
0: Today's episode of Locked On Kings is brought to you by Bet Online, your number one source for all betting needs and sports information. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL Stanley Cup playoffs happening right now, major league baseball season going on. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. They also have really fun prop bets. There are lines, and you can bet on who the Sacramento Kings are going to take at four right now at Bet Online. You can have fun with all sorts of future bets. There's great NFL future bets for next season uh, that are available right now. They remain the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and even golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at BetOnline, where the game starts. Bryant, does it make sense for the Sacramento Kings to, if they, it's, it sounds like they're at least according to the reports of people guessing what the Kings are doing. It doesn't sound like moving up to two or one or three to get one of these players is high on their priority list. But does it make sense, you think, for the Sacramento Kings, if they did want to try and grab Paolo or Jabari or Chet and didn't feel they were going to be available at four to move up in this draft and risk future first round picks and risk future assets in order to pull that off? Or is that maybe a little too big of a swing at this point?
3: Well, I would say that that's my preferred outcome in all of this. Um, I am incredibly high on all top three of those guys. I think all three of them fit this roster exceptionally well. And if there's any chance to get up there, like say Oklahoma City really was uh, infatuated with Jaden Ivey and thought, yeah, we'll just take Jaden Ivey at four and we'll get something out of the deal. Like I'm hoping Monty McNair has already scoped out that offer because if they could, to me... Jabari Smith Jr. and Chet Holmgren are picture-perfect fits on this roster, and Paulo Bancaro is so skilled that I'm not even going to worry about the few fit concerns that I have here. Uh, To me, the dream outcome here is that they trade up and get Jabari Smith Jr., just because I think that he is such an ideal fit alongside both Fox and Sabonis that – it just launches this team into a totally different stratosphere in terms of fit, talent, upside. Like, you can't get a better shooter to pair with those two guys than Jabari Smith Jr. That said, I'm with you. I don't necessarily think that that's going to be high on Monty McNair's to do list, but I mean, we've been surprised before. Nobody actually thought that they were going to take Davion Mitchell last year. So, heck, maybe the Kings already do have something lined up. Who knows? I, I'm I'm going into Thursday just thinking I have no clue what's going to happen. I'm not going to be surprised by anything.
0: Well, hell, Davion Mitchell didn't even expect it. I remember him, and I actually posted the video of it. He, I remember him saying, hey, I was surprised the Sacramento Kings – took me. I remember not liking the pick on draft night. And the more I thought about it, and then once I saw the young man play, I was like, okay, I understand where Monty's going here. And, and now he's expected to be a really important part of the team next year, even if he's not a starter. But Chris, let's go back to this. It sounded like
1: Mike Brown liked him.
0: <laughs> sure did. did. And he was sitting front row, front and center, yep. right in front of Mike and the other players yep. were standing to the side. And Dave Young was right in the middle and he was the first player in there. So I'm excited to see how those two work together. But Chris, let's play out this hypothetical scenario. The top three goes the way we expect in whatever order the Kings are on the clock. They have five minutes. Jaden Ivey is there. Keegan Murray is there. I'm sure they're, they're answering a bunch of phone calls, but let's say the deal, the asking price that McNair is wanting, let's say he's not getting it. Do you think he should then budge that asking price or lower it a little bit to get a deal done? Or would you be okay with him just drafting Jaden ivy or keegan murray and saying y'all had your chance we're just picking the guy that we want at this point
2: i mean i would like to see them just take Jaden ivy i think that's the easiest solution i think you you draft the player the good player and and you know if he's not a f- ideal fit with Fox in the future, you kind of deal with that problem as it comes, but uh, having too many good players or one too many good players, it's a good problem to have. And that's not a problem that the Sacramento Kings have had often. So uh, I would definitely welcome and embrace that problem. Um, as far as the trade is concerned, I think that's a little tough. And I think it kind of depends on what exactly it is that, that is missing from the trade. Um, there's definitely a chance that maybe Monty is valuing the pick a little too much. And, and maybe he's expecting to get a pick this year, a bona fide starter and a pick, a future pick or something like that. And maybe, you know, he, you know, teams are just offering a current starter and, uh, you know, like, like the Wizards or the Knicks pick at 10 or something like that. Um, I could see a case where maybe, you know, Monty doesn't view that as, as enough of, um, Enough of a good enough piece to to pull the trigger, Um, but I you know I don't know that that's kind of a contextual. The reason
1: he might be valuing it so high is because he wants it. Like he 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 like he's perfectly comfortable taking Jaden Ivey. If you want Jaden Ivey, it's going to cost you. Yeah, and it's not going to be this little rinky dink deal here. This little rinky dink. No, you're going to have to pry this pick from my hands because I want it. I will only engage in this conversation if you say something that's moving. I mean, Monty McNair has morphed into Daryl Morey right before our eyes. What did we say (laughs) all last year? Daryl Morey, I'm not trading Ben Simmons unless I get exactly what I want. I want a superstar. I'm not trading Ben Simmons without a superstar in return. (laughs) Say whatever you. He got James Harden, so I like. That's a whole other host of problems, but in Daryl Morey's mind, he got what he wanted out of that uh, Monty McNair could be saying the same exact thing. You want this number four pick? I want it too. But if you want it, you've got to take it from me. I'm not just going to engage in these conversations with you. You're going to have to take it. I think the question for me is, does
2: he want it? Does he want Jaden Ivy though? I don't think we've seen any form of indication that he for sure does want Jaden Ivy. I think, um, that would require teams essentially calling his bluff. And I'm really not certain he wants Jaden Ivy.
1: You can take him at four and still and still chop him.
2: At. Absolutely. That's what I would that's what I would propose. That's cool. Exactly oh,
1: Adam, Adam. It's Jaden. Yeah. Yeah. Cool.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: I, I fully agree. Whether he wants Jaden Ivy or not, there is a You know, it gets complicated. It gets kind of cute if you're taking a guy with the expectation that I'm going to trade him. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if everybody's calling Sacramento for that fourth pick for Jaden Ivey, the upside of getting Jaden Ivey, of drafting him and either making it work because you can't find a deal or making all the other teams or calling the bluff on all the other teams like I am going to take Jaden Ivey, you may get more on the trade market at that point because like, they're not going to be able to get him at five. Detroit's sitting there thinking, ah, Kings are going to take Keegan-Murray. We'll just get Jaden Ivey. We don't need to pay up. Well, what happens when Sacramento takes him? Then Detroit really has to either put up or shut up.
0: People like me who are infatuated with Keegan Murray, we love the fact that uh, like Keegan reportedly had dinner with De'Aaron Fox and DeMontis Sabonis, and we know that he has met and been in contact with the Sacramento Kings. Compare that to Jay Nivey, who said himself that he has not had any contact with the Sacramento Kings. And I know that scared some Kings fans. That personally didn't bother me at all. Like Going back to last year, Davion Mitchell didn't have any contact. People read the reports or the rumors that the Kings aren't the ideal destination for Jaden Ivy. I'm like, no, duh. Why, why would the Sacramento Kings be the ideal destination for Jaden Ivy out of every, if he could pick any team in the league to go to, you think Sacramento Kings are number one on his list? Absolutely not. There's a million reasons for why that could be the case. I'm not concerned at all with jade Nivy ivy not meeting with the kings not working out with the kings having no contact with the kings they were there at his his open workout that he had so they've at least been in the same building as him i'm sure they've scouted him plenty of times at purdue like i have no issue and no concern with it. If the kings take Jaden Ivey ivy number four he's gonna play for the sacramento kings he's gonna work his ass off i fully expect that because i think that's the young man that he is are we in agreement there or do you think there is some concern of man the king should have at least met with the young man or talked to him at this point
1: yeah, no concern for me. I mean, I would you 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 obviously hope they do their 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 due diligence. It 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 is a little bit confusing. I I don't put this tight. It's certainly not on Jaden Ivey, and I think that's the important part for Kings fans to recognize. It's not like Jaden Ivey said, "No, I don't want to go work out for the Sacramento Kings." Jaden Ivey's camp said, "No, we don't want to go work out for the Sacramento Kings. We're confident he can yeah. get drafted. Or we're confident he can do whatever without going to visit the Sacramento Kings." Um. But it's, 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 it's not a big deal, but it's not nothing either. Like that's something Monty McNair has to correct. Like if he's going to be the Sacramento Kings general manager for a long time, and we certainly hope he is because that means things have gone well over the course of the next uh, four or five, six months or so. That's something that has to be corrected. Like you've got to be able to get prospects here to work out. And more importantly, Matt, as you said there at the end, you've got to get prospects in here so you could talk to them.
3: Yeah, it's not an ideal situation, but it's also not one that's going to change my opinion on talent. Um, It would have been great if uh, Jaden Ivey had come in and had a long conversation with the Kings about, hey, are you going to be truly comfortable being a, a secondary initiator next to two dudes who have really proven to be high usage players at the league? But the fact that he didn't, like, no, this is kind of how the NBA draft is at this point. Guys play through their camps, through their camps. I agree with Damian. I'm not going to hold this against Jaden. Uh, players' camps try to get their players to the best situations. And I'm not going to be insulted that Jaden Ivey doesn't think that's Sacramento. It's not going to change the fact that Monty McNair should take him if he's there, but, you know.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I I agree with everything said. I think uh, think it is just a matter of agents doing their work. Uh, They're trying to establish a floor and a ceiling for their guy. I think that's the reason why, you know, I think he said uh, he talked about OKC. He talked about um, going, you know, to a team up in the top two. But he also talked about Detroit and how he's from – I believe he's from Indiana as well. Um, So he has ties over there. I think he's just trying – Make sure he doesn't. You know, I I don't think there's any possibility that he falls past four or five or six. But, um, you know, it's just kind of him. Uh, you know, if the we we've very much established if the Kings are going to take him, they're going to take him regardless of whether he gets dinner with them or, mm-hmm. you know, is is, you know, completely ignoring all their texts and phone calls. I think uh, if the Kings want, him, if the Kings feel like he's the guy, they're going to take him. There's really no need for him to try and schmooze them and, and convince them otherwise. What he might be trying to do is, um, you know, yeah, try and do the same to Detroit where maybe it's like, hey, like you should really like me. I'm trying to be a top four pick, maybe a top three pick. Um, trade up. If you really, really like me, if you really like how this dinner is going, uh, put your money where your mouth is and, and trade the Kings because like I said, that's not my ideal situation, but, um, you know, I'll go there. It's not joke option. No,
1: absolutely not,
2: not the worst. The worst not, <laughs> not the worst option. Put it on the t-shirt.
0: Locked on Kings brought to you by our great friends at Built Bar. And they have so many new bars, so many new flavors coming back, and a lot of returning flavors coming back, including the very popular coconut brownie chunk. Puff. You've had the coconut brownie bar, this coconut brownie chunk puff. A puff is a protein infused marshmallow. This thing is delicious. They sent it to me, gobbled them up within the first day that I had them. If you uh, like healthy and tasty treats, but don't want to give up those sugary snacks and sweets that you love, Built Bar, these puffs, their granola bars are a perfect combination of of the tool, uh, of the two. Check it out. Whatever you get, it's going to be healthy for you. For example, uh, this puff is only around 150 calories, has uh, plenty of protein, very low in sugar, but tastes like any treat that you could get at your local store. Whatever you get, whether it's a puff, a bar, uh, a granola bar, at built.com, you can use our promo code locked15 to get 15% off. Again, that's promo code locked15 for 15% off at built.com. Brian, I joked earlier with you that you're a, you're a Keegan Murray hater. You're absolutely not. You you've, you see a lot of value in, in Keegan Murray. I'm not going to ask the three of you specifically about Keegan Murray, although he could be the name on your list. But if neither of the four, the top four of, of Ivy and then the, the top three are selected by the Sacramento Kings, are there other names, whether it's in a scenario of the Kings moving back? I don't know how they'd end up with these names, but are there other names that you would be, not just okay with the Kings taking, but maybe even excited by the Sacramento Kings taking outside of those top four.
3: Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, To me, if you're not going to take Jaden Ivey, Keegan Murray is the obvious pick after that. It's pretty funny that uh, you know you and I have been having this Keegan Ivy war for a while. When uh, our buddy Brett Huff updated his composite of mo- a big board, and I'm the highest of any of the guys he's got on here on Keegan Murray. So, uh, but at the same time, like if the Kings trade back, this group of like six to fourteen is honestly as hard as any lottery level talents that I've had to actually rank before um Dyson Daniels makes a ton of sense as that connector piece high defensive IQ he'd be great here Benedict Matherin's probably the best scorer outside of Paulo Bancaro in the conversation AJ Griffin has long been one of my favorite dudes just because of his three-point shooting ability I think that a lot of what he did at Duke was kind of hampered I think he could be a surprise star um Jeremy Sohan is a great defender. I think he's probably a little more raw than the Kings might be hoping for, but he can help this team on defense pretty early. This this draft has a lot of talent in the lottery level. And if Monty McNair is staring down a bunch of trades and he thinks, nah, this is the right one. It's just going to move us back to seven or 10. There's going to be players here. Now, would I prefer that they just take Jaden Ivey? Probably, but there are going to be a lot of guys who could be called by the Sacramento Kings on Thursday who could help this team.
1: Chris, go ahead. I I feel like I steal your thunder every time I talk. No,
2: it's all good. You just got great points, great minds think alike. Um, (laughs) I'm curious, a name that Bryant didn't mention there, and I know, Damian, you've heard a lot about it because your co-host, Kenny, is very high on him Is Shaden Sharp. Mm. Um, I think... Shane is a very intriguing prospect, not somebody I would want to go with with the, you know, a top six pick or anything like that. Um, but I'm very intrigued with uh, that fit here in Sacramento. I think uh, something I've been thinking about a lot recently is just the Kings really don't have any isolation scorers. Um, really nobody who end of the shot clock is a kind of get the, get a bucket kind of guy. I would say uh, at the moment, De'Aaron Fox and, maybe Davion Mitchell are the two best isolation scorers on the team, which is probably saying a lot. Um, so what I'm just curious. I don't mean to hijack the pod here, but what are your guys' feelings on Shade and Sharp and and where you would be comfortable taking your risk on him?
1: Well, if you go back to Matt's, Matt's question asking, like, who – you know, for some reason they didn't take any of these guys at four – or you 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 fell back and you know traded back in the draft. Once they trade back in the draft, I don't really care at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I once once they moved up three slots in the lottery, my prep work changed drastically. I don't cover the draft the way Bryant does. I started looking at a certain crop of players, and that was kind of it. And it ends with mm-hmm. like you know it's it's you know you know Dyson Daniels got worked into the equation. Benedict Matherin is there. Uh, Keegan Murray, obviously, uh, but in in terms of with Shaden Sharp, I'd be perfect. I don't want to say I'd be perfectly okay with them taking it for I'd have a lot of questions as to why they did it, but it would kind of be one of those, okay, you went you went for something crazy. Like I'm yeah. cool with that. You went for something absolutely you're willing to die on this Shaden Sharp hill because if this doesn't work out, money's gone. Like this is just the type of swing where it's not like, oh, three three strikes, you're it's three strikes and you're gone. Like you're 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 looking for your next job. Um, again, not super comfortable with them doing it, but if they did it, it's just kind of like, all right, y'all went for it outside of Jaden and Keegan. That's the only other player I'd want. To, well, I, I, I kind of like Matherin too. Like he, he, he's someone that I I watched a lot, but I, I would be perfectly okay with them taking Shaden at four and just acknowledging what it is. We're going for it. We expect that we expect a massive turnaround with this kid. And I have now bet my job on it.
2: Well, and that's kind of the situation that Vivek has put him in with not extending his contract, almost where it's like, I mean, you almost have to take the the, you're you're in a position where you almost have to take the uh, the home run swing because he he's probably if this pick doesn't work out, he's not going to be here next season anyway.
1: So can and I so just he, this this little little just line of D a fly in here? What if it's Monty who's like, I'm I'm good, let's wait. Like, <laughs> let, let, let's wait. Vivek Ronadive talking about, hey, you, you're doing a, we, we, just, we just brought on Mike Brown. Let's, let's, let's sign you to a contract extension. Hold on. Let me get through the draft without any issues. Let me get through free agency without any issues. Maybe we start talking around the trade deadline without any issues. Let me go ahead and, 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 and then we can talk. Because by that point, you'll know what I'm worth to you. And what I, if, if I'm doing my job, what I'm worth to you in February is more than what I'm worth to you now. That's a, an, an well,
3: incredible too. line of thinking there because it takes such self-confidence oh, yeah. in oh. Monty that I would just applaud. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Well, at the same time, it, it's the same kind of thing with taking sharp because I, I I agree with everything that Damien just said there. Like if Monty McNair takes the riskiest player in this draft, like it's going to say a lot about his evaluation of Shaden Sharp. It's mm-hmm. the same kind of thing with a lot of these guys. He takes AJ Griffin; it's going to say a whole lot about AJ Griffin, his evaluation of AJ Griffin. If he takes Keegan Murray, it'll say a heck of a lot about his evaluation of Keegan Murray. At, at the same time, and I'm glad that uh, Damian's partner Kenny isn't here to say this. Like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to take Shaden Sharp for this team. It, it it's to me it requires a lot more of a a lot more patience than I think this organization has just on the surface level. Now, if they take him, I'll be really excited because that's an upside swing that the Sacramento Kings don't go for very often.
0: Well, first off, if Delo's line of thinking that he put out there, if if that would actually be the case, one Monty McNair has balls and I would I would admire that and I would not have the balls to take Shaden Sharp really the only the only way that I feel confident in the Kings taking Shaden Sharp is if he's the consolation prize and what I mean by that is the Sacramento Kings maybe traded with Washington at 10 or New York at 11 they got the piece or pieces that they wanted in that trade and then they add Shaden Sharp on top assuming he falls that far and I don't think he would fall that far. Um, like that's the only area that I'm, I'm confident, but that I agree makes with the
1: most sense. Yeah. I, like and that, I agree that with scenario makes sense.
0: I agree with Brian in the sense that the Kings just don't, they do not scream the right team to take that flyer. And it's not just because there's so many unknowns with Shane Sharp. Look, like I've seen the high school mixtapes. I understand why Kenny Caraway is as, as, as infatuated as he is based off of those tapes, but we haven't seen him play basketball a year and it even goes beyond that like i don't even put shaden into this conversation i put the kings into this conversation you expect the sacramento kings who have struggled with talent development to be the right team to get the most out of that young man when he hasn't played basketball for over a year when you have a win now mandate like it just it's like it's like the same line of uh, questioning i had when the kings were allegedly interested in 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 bringing in mark jackson not allegedly he was a finalist are the Kings the right team on a 16-year playoff drought to bring in a head coach who hasn't had a job in almost a decade or over a decade? I honestly don't remember. Like, no, it just, the Kings aren't the right team to take that flyer, Chris, uh, to to answer your question. So I personally, I'm, I'm a little like, I wish Shaden the best of luck. He could turn into an absolute star, and I think that would be exciting and fun. I don't think he'd ever realize that potential here in Sacramento, and I don't think that's all his fault.
1: Well, aren't you a downer?
0: I know uh, just draft Keegan Murray. That's all I want. Anybody who's not named Keegan Murray is no, uh, we'll wrap up with this guys. What anyone who wants to jump in first Drafts tomorrow night. What are the, are we leaving with the Kings making a trade? Are we leading, leaving with the Kings taking Jaden Ivy? Not what you want to happen, but what you think is going to happen. Honestly, right now, if I had to put my money on it, I think we're leaving with the Sacramento Kings drafting Jaden Ivy at this point in time. Not saying that's what I want. I'm saying that's what I would put my money on at this point.
1: I'm with you. I yeah, think they pick.
3: Yeah, yeah, I am too. I think that there's been so much smoke and so much hand wringing by Kings fans who I think are probably too nervous. Honestly, like I prefer Jaden Ivey over Keegan Murray, but if Sacramento Kings leave this with Keegan Murray, they just got a a. Absolute starter who can help this team on both ends. But just looking at the context of how Monty McNair has approached these this last year's draft in particular, he didn't overthink it. He didn't surprise us in terms of like going for the ideal fit. He took the guy who he legitimately thought was the best player on the board. And if he thinks that's Keegan Murray, then he'll take Keegan Murray. If he thinks that's Jaden Ivey, he'll take Jaden Ivey. I don't think it's any more complex than that.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't have a lot of money, but if if I were to put some down, it would it would probably be on Jaden Ivy. But I'm still there's there's like ten to twenty percent of me that is feeling I don't know why, I just feel like they 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 might move up, man. I think that there's a chance. Ooh. I think that there's a chance Ooh. that they try and really really make Ooh. a play.
1: Please, please, I'm I like begging
2: that. you. What I, what, I, is,
1: what is more likely? They move up. You want Jabari though, right? I do. I'm a check That's guy who on. I want. I'm a check Oh, guy. we and got the full. We got the full trio <laughs> here. Yeah.
3: I want yeah. Jabari, <laughs> Damien wants Paolo. Uh, yeah. Chris wants Chat.
1: Yeah, let's go. Just yeah. trade up yeah. to two. There you go.
0: I feel like the odd man out on my own podcast. What no? What about Keegan Murray? Can we talk Matt about Keegan Murray?
1: <laughs> Matt wants to trade up to two and draft Keegan Murray. Absolutely.
0: That's yeah. a great decision. You know, I, I love that idea. Guys, what's more likely? I know I said the last question, but I lied. What's more likely that the, the Paulo or Paolo falling to four? One of the top three falling to four, Jaden getting picked in the top three, or the Kings moving up. What do you think is more likely in that scenario?
1: Falling. I'd say yeah. falling.
0: I
3: would
1: say fall. I, I feel like we we work out these trade scenarios in our head, and they're not really realistic. Like the most real, like like this this past NFL draft had like a wild number of trades, right? Because there weren't quarterbacks. Like there was no one there. There wasn't there wasn't that there wasn't that sexy pick. So like you just saw teams moving all over the place. We build this up like oh you could like James has this wild scenario of like trading back three times and and five starters are coming back and that like that's a a slight exaggeration but it's like yeah this isn't the kevin costner movie like this probably (laughs) isn't happening like these these guys are going to draft they're more you're more likely to get the andrew wiggins trade where you're traded after you're already drafted Mm -hmm. like you're more likely to get something like that in my opinion
0: well, guys, I, I cannot wait until draft night. I know you all are going to be covering it in, in your own way. Brian, over uh, with, with Kings Herald, again, does a phenomenal job around draft time all year long. And as soon as this ends, of course, he's going to pay attention to what the Kings do for the rest of the offseason. Then his work begins on the 2023 draft class. Uh, Chris with Frankie does a phenomenal job over there on the Return of the Roar podcast, and then Damian Barling uh, on D'Lo and KC, which you can catch Monday through Friday, noon to four o'clock. And you guys are going to be doing a special draft uh, day coverage, I'm sure, all, all four of us. We'll be doing our own draft day coverage, so you certainly have a ton of options. Guys, it's a pleasure to have you on during this busy time. Can't wait to do it again. I appreciate all of you admitting that Keegan Murray is the right pick, uh, and we will uh, we'll definitely do it again sometime soon. You're blocked. Bye, Matt. <laughs> Huge thank you to Damian, Chris, and Bryant for joining me here on the Locked on Kings podcast, another great media roundtable. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. We all have different opinions agreed in a lot of areas as well. What I'm going to do is on tomorrow morning before the NBA draft, well before the NBA draft, I'm going to release a very short Final Thoughts podcast where it's just going to be me and sharing my final thoughts on what I think the Sacramento Kings should do and what should or will happen in the draft. That'll be tomorrow morning, the morning of the draft. And then, of course, uh, we're going to have excellent draft coverage for you all over the Locked On Podcast Network, a live draft show, which I will be a part of, of course. Uh, And then after the draft, I will be doing, uh, of course, a a post-draft edition of the Locked On Kings podcast. I'm also going to be at the Golden One Center covering the draft. I'll be with there with the rest of the Sacramento media. We'll be able to, I believe, hear from Monty McNair after the draft is done. There's also a draft uh, party, watch party out there, so get some fan interaction as well. If you're heading out there, let me know. I'd love to go out and uh, and see and chat with you a little bit, but it's a big day. It's a monumental day for the Sacramento Kings, and like we said, they absolutely can screw it up, but they can't get away with screwing it up. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. If the Kings somehow mess up this fourth overall pick, I think this playoff drought reaches 20 years. I think it reaches two decades. That's how big this decision is for Monty McNair. But I do believe no matter what decision the Kings make, they are going to be walking out of draft night with a really, really good player. It's just, is it the right player? That's the major question. Share your thoughts on our comments. Thank- share your thoughts. Uh, thoughts on our conversation. would love to hear from you. Can't wait for the draft tomorrow. Thank you for all your support over this entire draft buildup. And I will talk to you next time. Until then, my name is Matt George. You've been listening to Locked On Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.